Hey, golfers, what's going on? Welcome back to the podcast. Tim Connor here, golf coach and golf academy owner out of the Pacific Northwest, more specifically Spokane Valley, Washington. We have great golf in our area. That's kind of a little secret hidey hole if you didn't know about it. Our golf goes dollar for dollar, probably as good as most, if not anywhere. Our golf is relatively inexpensive and we get, I'd say our primary travelers come here from a little bit north of us in BC, Canada, and they'll come down and play golf. And most rounds don't cost you more than $50. And I would say the diversity in total golf is pretty sweet. So dollar for dollar, it's a great travel area, not perhaps your most destination, but if you're traveling through Spokane or you're just going to be in the area or you want to try something new, I'd come check it out. Anyway, let's talk a little bit about golf. Let's talk about your learning curve. That's what you're here for. You're not here to hear why Spokane is so awesome. I want to talk to you today about basically how to structure your whole season to make the most out of your golf progress. I think for me, it's important to understand the process and the details. And if I understand that, I can more buy into the system that that I'm looking for. So for example, I think it's much easier to buy into how to learn, how to practice, how to play. If you just understand some of the pieces, some of the components that go into building that system. And if we're talking about golf as a year round improvement process, I'd like to think of it in two different buckets with some shoulder seasons. I like to think of it as you have the off season and then you have the in season. Now, wherever you're coming from, you should have an off-season and an in-season. For example, if you're in Florida, you may not play golf in June, but you're going to play more golf in December. And then in between those two areas, you're going to fall off a little bit. You're going to have kind of an up-ramp and a down-ramp. So we have a peak season and we have an off-season, and then we have shoulders leading to those seasons. So let's start and we'll just work our way through it sequentially. If you're in the off season, I think your off season is prime time for crime time. And what I mean by that, I really love the off season for working on big projects, things that might be important to you. So examples of that would be things like swing path. It would be things like fundamental movement. It would be things like rebuilding muscle programs and motor programs. So when you go out on the golf course, you can trust those things and you can play golf and focus on playing golf and not focus on playing golf swing. I think that's a very important distinction. So let's say, for example, you struggle with picking your head up or or lifting your head up in the backswing. So in the off season, you're going to work on keeping your head down or keeping more shoulder tilt in your backswing and keeping your head more stable. And that's going to be your primary focus. And you're not necessarily going to primarily focus on your ball flight. You're going to focus on your movement because eventually we're going to shift focuses. Your off season is prime time to do things like work on movement, Work on swing path, club path, backswing path, downswing path, exit path. Work on getting your club to work on a really nice path that you can then trust come later. So there's a few examples of things you need to work on. If you if you don't have anything to work on, you're totally lost. I would listen to some of my prior podcasts. I think I do a pretty good job of detailing out how to whittle down. You need to work on based on where you're at. But if you're totally lost, here's here's your basic framework. Number one, we want a solid basic motion, meaning we turn and move like a golfer. Number two, we want to create solid, then solid impact conditions using what we've built to help us with that. Solid impact conditions are this, when your ball is on the ground, the ball should hit near the middle of the club face, you should take a divot in front of the golf ball, and you should hit it near the sweet spot. And then your club face should point somewhere near that target. And your swing path should swing somewhere near that target. Those are solid impact conditions, and that's something, that's a platform that you can really build on. If you have a shaky platform, you can only build so high, and that's what I want to eliminate from happening to you. Don't build vertically on a shaky platform. Not cool, not fun. 
Welcome to a brand new segment to have a little fun and debunk some golf mystery. This is this Random is Shit the Old Save. Drive for show, putt for dough. That is not entirely true. In fact, it's more false than true. One of the big differentiators between a great golfer and a not great golfer is their ability to drive the golf ball relatively long and have some idea where it's going to end up. Your drive, although only hit 14 times in a round of golf, is really setting your round up for success. Anytime you don't have a shot at the green on your approach, you've incurred a stroke. And I see great players are great drivers, and there's a major difference between the best and the want to be best. Anyway, this segment is just brought to you to have a little bit of fun and help you sift through some of the random advice handed out on the golf course. Now back to our regular programming. All right, so we've made it through our off season now. Now we're ramping into season. So I want you to think about blending what you've done with now what you want to do, which is play golf. You're still going to focus on moving well, but now you're going to focus on moving well with introducing more things like shot pattern. You're going to introduce things like more randomized practice. So for example, when you practice in the winter, maybe you hit just one or two clubs during a practice session. But now when you go to practice, you might hit three or four and you're going to focus more on your shot patterns. And a secondary focus is going to be maintaining that solid movement or whatever you've built in the off season. So we're going to use that shoulder season to kind of ramp up towards playing our best golf into season. Again, depending on where you're at, who you are, where you're coming from, your priorities might be a little bit different. But our main focus is getting ready to hit shots, trust shots, and start to really hone in on our mental perception and our mental focus. We want to really build that when we show up to the golf course, we're able to be present and focus 100% on our shot at the time that we're going to hit that shot. That's going to be primary. And a lot of people think they focus well, but I find most golfers don't. You really just have to focus on one shot at a time, being present, being in that shot, trusting the work you've put in, you've put in the right places, and that you're going to be able to execute on that shot because you've you've worked on it. You, un- you understand your mechanics, you understand what you've done, and you understand where you want to go. So at when you show up to the golf course and you're trying to play great golf, all you can really do is trust the work you've put in. Now, if you haven't put the work in, that kind of stinks, but at the same point, you can't really change your stripes that day. You can't just go to the course and change your golf swing. You're going to have to make do with what you have, and if what you have isn't good enough, then you need to go fix your preparation. So that's kind of our uh, shoulder season leading into season. So we've come through the off season. Now we're leading into season, and now let's pivot towards playing golf. Playing golf is playing golf. It is the time of year that we want to work on playing our best and focusing on things like course management, focusing on things like making sure our golf swing doesn't fall out of place. So it's important that you get enough practice in that you can feel how your club is moving, what you got going on. And really, we're not trying to necessarily reinvent the wheel at this point. We're just trying to make sure that we keep our swing in the place that we've built. And if something falls out, hopefully we can quickly diagnose that and get it back into a place that, that we, we like it to be. As we're going through season now, now it's time to focus on things like really being present, really working on our course management, making good decisions, trusting your ball flight and knowing what your preferred ball flight is. And then if you don't want to hit the shot you're trying to hit, what your next best shot might be. So I think a lot of people try to work the ball more than they should. 
I think a stock ball flight can take you a really long way, a shot that you can trust. And if you have that shot that you can trust, you can then expand on to hitting other ball flights. But for example, let's say our stock ball flight is what I prefer, which is a little baby push draw. It starts right, curves left. How much left it curves depends on the shot, but generally speaking, it starts right, curves left a little bit. It might stay right or it might come back to target. It's going to be one of those two things. It's not going to cross the center line. For example, if that's my shot pattern, when I'm going to go out and play golf, and let's say that the pin is in the dead center of the green, and I'm going to take aim at that pin, I'm going to know that my ball is either going to hang out to the right or it's going to come back to the pin. I would, for example, set my aim just slightly left of the pin and then hit my shot. And if it came back a little bit, that's great. If it came back to my target line, I'm still on the green. I'm close to the pin. But what's important to take out of that is I knew my pattern. I knew how to manage my pattern. And I only had a one-way miss. If you have a two-way miss, golf becomes very difficult. I should have added that to things that we were going to work on in the springtime or leading up to season is just really focusing in on your shot pattern and making sure that you have a one-way miss. So let's let's add that into what we're working on as we're leading into season. And that can be something that you work on into season. I mean, we're perpetually working on owning our ball flight, knowing that we can never completely own it and master it, but we can whittle towards closer and better and, and have more understanding and more education of our golf swing, our misses, and where it goes. So your in-season responsibilities are to really focus on how you can prepare best to play great golf, whether that's working on your short game, your putting, your ball flight, and just making sure that things don't fall out of place. Focusing on being present. Focusing on the things that are going to help you play better that day. Okay, so let's say we're going to lead out of the out of the in-season into the shoulder season on the backside. Once you hit the backside of your playing season and, and you're kind of winding down, I think it's time to really reflect. Reflect on how the season went. Were you happy with it? Were you dissatisfied? And where are the areas of opportunity? Write these areas of opportunity down somewhere and it's time to start figuring out how to formulate a plan to work on these areas of opportunity. Maybe you had a great putting season and maybe your ball striking season wasn't so great. So you, that's an area of opportunity. Maybe you didn't drive it very well. You were long, but you weren't accurate. That's an area of opportunity. Maybe you didn't make enough putts. Maybe you had too many putts, too many three putts, so on and so forth. That's an area of opportunity. And then we're really trying to start to reformulate the plan for what we can build in the off season to then circle back to warming up for the season, then playing the season and then down ramping again. And that is kind of the cycle of life. That's kind of how I look at the cycle of golf instruction as a whole. There can be variation within that, but that's kind of the overarching framework to which I see through it. If you want golf to be a year round process for you and you want to get the most out of your golf game. Now I understand that golf doesn't need to be year round for everybody. It depends on who you are, where you're at, and where you want to be. But I think it's totally healthy for golf to be even seasonal for you. If it's four or five, six months, that's cool too. Within those four or five and six months, you're basically going to take a condensed version of what I told you. You're going to remove a good chunk of the off-season because you didn't use the off-season to practice. And you're going to use more of the ramping up, the playing, than the ramping down. And you can treat the off-season as it is and, and get a little bit of work in or whatever. But that should give you some good framework to help you understand. As we move into the winter, I think it's very important to understand how you're going to go about improving this year. I think if you have an understanding of the overarching process, it makes it easier to really commit to that and just get to work. 
Anyway, I want to thank you all for hanging out for another podcast. If you have any specific questions, if you want to learn more about your questions, your golf swing, your struggles, send me an email, reach out to me on my socials. I like hearing from you guys all the time. Let me know what you like, what you didn't like, and I will get you back here. Same time, same place next week. Thank you.